coming up, Nancy talks about leveling up on your Disney fandom. That's next. From points across California, you're listening to the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged Disneyland edition, episode 704, for the week of September 3rd, 2017. The Diz Unplugged Disneyland edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel helping you plan that perfect Disneyland vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. I am your host, Tom Bell, and I'm joined by my good friends, Nancy Johnson. Hey! And Tony Spatel. Hello. And Michael Bowling has the night off due to some power issues, and Mary Jo is still traveling-ish. She should be landing soon, so hopefully she'll call in. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> she'll appear in chat, maybe. Right, and welcome back to our friends listening live on Mixler. Of course, you want to listen so live every week because you never know what's going to happen between the news show and the segment for the week. So we had a nice chat about all kinds of things. Um, I know, right? <laughs> but you'll never know unless you listen to listen and chat live on Mixler. All right, so Nancy had this idea for a segment, so I'm going to let her just roll with this and see where it goes. Okay, and, and you know, there might be some participation in Mixler. Probably Certainly not. shoot out some oh. shoot out some stuff if you want to, you know, share your stories with us. Um, you know, as I was getting my hair done the other week... <laughs> I was thinking about this, and I was actually talking to two of the hairdressers that, you know, were there, mine and, and the guy next to us. And then it got me sort of thinking, and with some input from one of the guys I work with, who I've talked about on the show before, and Dina in our, our Chatterati, um, you know, I decided to take this into a full a full sort of thing. You know, I was thinking about it, and it's like, how the heck did we get to the point where we host a podcast? You know, <laughs> how how did we get here from the first time we went to Disney, from the first time we found ourselves, you know, in the parks? Um, you know, it's just one of those things. It, everybody's got their story. But I thought it would be interesting to kind of see if I could find a pattern or a trend to see what kind of things... Um, kind of bump people's game up you know what makes them go from a casual person visiting the parks into being a um, an annual pass holder and then what takes basic annual pass holders who have an annual pass just because and kicks them into uber fans and so um you know that kind of became a topic of conversation as as I spent four hours in the chair. Um, <laughs> wow! How many hairs do you have? Well, I did a full highlight and then I did color. I went gray, um, sort of. Anyway, but that's besides the point. You know, my hairdresser, Cami, <laughs> she's your, sweet. Only your hairdresser knows for sure. Well, my hairdresser, Cammie, she's really sweet. She's 25. And she was, you know, we were talking about Disney because she knows I do a show. And she was saying, yeah, you know, she and her friends, you know, they go 
every once in a blue moon and they go as a group but you know they're not kids anymore you know they're in that period of their lives where they're all making money now but it's not the same for them to go 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 like they did when they were in high school you know when it was all about the rides and grabbing something to eat maybe in between and then going on more rides and you know just non-stop that kind of pace and command commando she's except it's not really necessarily commando touring because it's not a disney you know a disney enthusiast commando touring it's just kids at a theme park going on rides and and seeing how much they can do in a day because they all have the things they like and you know i said i said to her what would it take to make you into like an annual pass holder and then of course greg in the chair you know greg who has the chair next to her started getting into this conversation he's like well i'm an annual pass holder so then we started talking. Um, so I thought maybe we'd kind of look at, at the little steps and the little things that change our future and expand our interest levels in the parks. And so, you know, one of the <laughs> things in common with all four of the people I talked to who are all um, Cammie's 25, Kyle's 24, Dina's 26, and Greg was 35. <laughs> So they all, you know, they were all Southern California kids. They all went to the parks, you know, as kids go to the parks every now and then. Um, And they go for the occasional visit, you know, the grad night, whatever. And they get older. Now, Kyle was, Kyle's interesting because he's the only one who has a family history of, his family has been involved with Disney as entertainers, um, both in Florida at the Polynesian Resort Luau, and now at Trader Sam's, um, his uncle does all the music for Trader Sam's. Um, so, you know, he came from a family that had a little bit more of an involvement with Disney than just the rest of them. Um, and What's interesting on all of them, as incomes grew, so did the amount of visits. Um, As people got hired into their jobs after college, they, you know, some had really stressful jobs. Um, Greg said one of the reasons he got his annual pass was because it was a chance for he and his friends to escape, to basically get away and, you know, have their have their dreams it was you know the only thing you had to think about when you walk through the turnstiles greg said was you know rides food and what time you were getting home at night and if your parents were going to yell at you (laughs) (laughs) or your roommates were going to yell at you or you know whatever or if you were going to be too drunk to go home (laughs) so um so you know that's kind of a a common thread. You know, Cammie, uh, you know, the one reason she likes to go to the parks is because, you know, she said it was always, she knew it was always something more than a Six Flags. That you didn't just go there for the rides. There was just something really special about it. She couldn't quite put her finger on it, but that's why. It was because, um, you know, she's new and one of the things she said was that i think how do i want to put it 
I'm really not having a good idea of putting it. Um, <laughs> actually, you know, she said that, you know, with her schedule and stuff, she doesn't get there as often as she likes. So she's never thought an annual paths would be worth it for her. Plus, she's kind of stuck. You know, they're not kids anymore. But yet when they go to the park, they're still going to the park and touring like when they were kids. So she was looking for some advice for me uh, on jumping things up or what things she could do to, you know, when they were at the parks. Um, to make it worth it to get the pass? To make it, to make something that she felt like she was missing happen. For instance, um, one of the things, you know, when I asked her, well, what do you think they're missing? And one of the things she said to me was interactivity. You know, she's become a great fan of the Wizarding World now that it's opened at Universal Hollywood. Because, you know, they've, as she mentioned, they've got the interactive wand windows. Mm -hmm. They have, you know, the people talking to you and, and being characters around you. Right. So it sounds to me that maybe like when Star Wars Land hits up, based on their attractions and ideas, um, that that may be something that might top it over the edge for her if she's right, enough of right. a Star Wars fan. Does she, but, does, does she have an interest in Knott's Berry Farm? You know, that was something else she said to me. You know, Knott's Berry Farm really didn't do it for her. Okay. And Six Flags didn't do it for her anymore uh, the, either. The only reason I mentioned is because you said the interactivity and over the summer they do that, um, the ghost town thing. where the Oh, citizens that's true. Of, they have the interactive thing with the citizens of ghost town, so. Oh, okay. You know, and I, that's something actually I didn't even remember, but you know, she, she likes Disneyland for the sake of Disneyland. And the more we talked, you know, we talked about things like history of the park. Um, cause I told her that one of my segments I was thinking about doing in the future was something more a little on how the history of where the old things were based on the postcards was really interesting me because I picked up this book and she's like, they write history books about Disneyland. I thought everything would all, everything that's there had always been there the whole time for the most part, except for the new stuff. And so she grew up in a family where even though half her friend's parents worked for Disney, it just didn't translate. Disney wasn't a full entertainment value for them. In the prime season, you know, we've talked about that amongst us. You know, how many of us in our generation, you know, my generation was Warner Brothers cartoons during the day. And, you know, I'm 50. So, the, you know, the Mickey Mouse cartoons had really dropped out in when I was growing up. So it took me to later life really to get that appreciation. But, you know, Disney is, it, it opened my eyes to the fact that here in Burbank, um, and as a Burbankian, you know, that it, as Cameron was saying, it's, it's kind of almost weird. The studios are almost another job. You know, we don't look at them as being ooh special like most of the rest of the country. But, you know, that's kind of one of those things. I, I, um, I can get what you're saying, though, because, you know, we're, between shows we were talking about some of the older, older Disney Channel things and things like that. But really... Yeah. When we were growing up, Disney Channel wasn't around yet. Yeah. So we yeah. didn't have we didn't have the original Mickey Mouse Club. We kind of had right. the 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 pseudo Mickey Mouse Club in the seventies, but we didn't have Disney Channel yet. So we didn't have a lot of ex and we had 
not a lot of great movies come out in in that <laughs> yeah era for, for Disney. So we were kind of yeah we were in the we we're in the dark ages in the gap stage. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. okay sorry go ahead. Oh, no, 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 it's okay. Um, and so this generation is kind of interesting to me because they are the Little Mermaid generation. Mm-hmm. You know, so either their parents took them or they didn't. It was well, yeah, just one be, of those things. That would be what the two choices, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so anyway. So um, they did take them. Or they didn't. Or they did not take them. Let me write this yeah. down. <laughs> well, you know, and think about it. In Burbank, how many how many people don't you know how many people on the north side of town don't get to the south side of town very often? How many people don't get to Anaheim because it's too far to go through all the traffic? I mean, that's why I can't get to a Halloween party at night. No, it's funny on a weekday. I was talking to a friend and um, that listens to the show, whatever. Um, one of my friends from Orlando, and uh, he was saying that. Uh, why do you guys always call it Orange County? Like, I, that annoys me. Why do you always call it Orange County? I was like, because it's a different place. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. it's a different place. Like, so it's, it's funny. It's a different county. <laughs> yeah, like, even though I grew up in San Diego, I thought it was all L.A. But, no, a lot of people in L.A., like, I'm not going down there. Yeah, it's, well, you know, Orange County and Osceola County are right there, smack between the two in, talking in about, Orlando. Oh. Okay. Okay. Sorry. So you know they're not they're not thinking they don't have an Orlando County, do they? It's all Orange County, isn't it? It's Orange County, Osceola, Seminole, yeah. and I've learned. So it's not like it's Orlando <laughs> County, you know. We're here. It's definitely Los Angeles County, and Los Angeles City is in Los Angeles County. But, Disney, up in St. but Louis. Disneyland isn't. Yes, but Disneyland isn't. It is in Orange County. And Orange County is a very separate place and demographic and, mm-hmm. you know, stereotype than L.A. is. So, there you go. Anyway, that being said, <laughs> we grow up with this stuff on a daily basis. It's not the same here as it is in the rest of the county that looks at Disneyland as the Holy Grail Hall. So, moving back, you know, the chat's been kind of busy and and talking about their stories. Um, If one of you guys could keep tabs on that and interject on their behalf for me, I'd appreciate that. I know they're talking about being annual pass holders and stuff like that. And... um, and that's our, the next part of our story. Because, you know, for me, the fandom for me started at Walt Disney World. And how great my experience was. And moved on from there. Um, so, in moving forward, and, and my, my experience came from never going to a Disney theme park except Disneyland when I was six and really didn't know much about anything um, to my first paid vacation with my own disposable income where I had a serious career and I was taking my first real vacation, which wasn't a hobby vacation. It was a real, I'm going someplace and paying for a resort package thing. So disposable income was kind of a big difference in everybody's story here. That's what made 
that was a common theme in everyone I talked with. Um, you know, all of them had their disposable income now. They're done with college or done with school and now affording their own fun. And so that brought Dina, Kyle, and Greg all to their um, annual passes. So, you know, and as Dina put out to me, put it to me, you know, when she looked at the cost of the annual pass versus the cost of weekly movies or going to a concert and paying for concert tickets, especially nowadays, it it made sense that she was getting her value out of that annual right. pass right. money. It's like, you know, you some know, people go go to the nightclubs every week or, you know, go golfing. It's like this is go the drinking, same thing. yeah. yeah mm-hmm. it's the same thing. Yeah. So, you know, everybody's got their thing. And so, you know, if you're going X amount of times per month, you know, you're making that cost of your fun effective. And what's interesting then is that having those annual passes really also expanded everyone's horizons, too. Like Dina said, Dina, for instance, said, you know, she wanted to make the most of her value. So she started paying attention to what the annual pass offered. And that was especially important as she got older, as time went on, you know, the, and as the annual pass started having less effect or as the price of the pass was going up, you know, how is my value changing? You know, yeah, you've got another park all of a sudden. Yeah, you've got this all of a sudden. Yeah, they're taking this away seasonally. You know, what extra discounts am I getting or not getting? Um, so those were all, you know, key things. But then Disneyland threw in a game changer and they started doing events that were pass holder specific. And, you know, giving experiences for the pass holders. Now... That's pretty much where every one of my annual pass holders said that that really started increasing their awareness and increasing their level of Disney fun. All came from those experiences. Um, You know, Kyle said that was, you know, he got his pass, frankly, because he found out that the parks were more fun at night and they had a totally different vibe in the day. So he bought an annual pass and then all of a sudden, boom, here's this one thing that he, you know, he's has an annual pass for five years. Well, boom, here's a preview of World of Color. Boom, here's this. And, you know, he said he, he started all the people he started meeting and he started talking to and like, all you know, like Mad Tea Party or all the other different things, you know, you had your regulars for those, those events, um, you know, they started talking about all these extra things. How oh, hey, are you going to this? Oh, hey, are you going to that? And all of a sudden now, as Kyle put it, it makes you really want to be there too. And I think we've all experienced that. Mm-hmm. You know, how many times have, have we gone to stuff for peer pressure? Oh, man, that 20th anniversary thing of the Diz sounds so fun. Oh, let's go. <laughs> you know. Or, oh, podcast cruise, great. Or, oh, Tony's going to run the Tinkerbell. <laughs> or, you know, yeah, that was a long time the, ago. The latest one was, okay, who's going to go to the Halloween party? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, 
all of those extra things, it was either pro or con. And that's kind of where some of our folks were separated out. Um, you know, you've got Greg, who's a stylist with a good income. And all of his buddies, they don't have any kids. Um, actually, Keith, yes. We'll get to that. Um, <laughs> sorry, chat comment out of the corner of my eye. Um, <laughs> you know... You've got people who are are separating out. One of the cool things about talking to Dina versus talking to everybody was, you know, even though they all have no kids, one of the cool things about talking to Dina was Dina had kind of a life plan with all of this. And, and Dina, I don't want to embarrass her or anything, but it was really cool because she's like, you know what? Is this worth my money now? Or can I, you know, can, should I really go to this Halloween party now or when I can afford it a little later on? And, you know, it took a f several Halloween parties, but she made it to one last year and she made it with other people. And, you know, and so she and it was finally on a day two where she could actually go because remember that traffic thing I said where you can't get anywhere on a weeknight. Um, and and that was a chance. So she's taking her experiences in stride, knowing that there's going to be another chance. You know, some people are very much of a, we got to do this now before Disney shuts it down. But, you know, and when we get into talking about where to go from here, that'll make that life plan will make perfect sense. And, and so I thought that was really cool on the way Dina approached it. Now, Greg, he, you know, he's no kids, you know, no kids in the future at all. So, you know, he's got, you know, he's got his life, you know, his life is all about the fun and the income now. And so, you know, they were like, oh, you know, yeah, we want to try that new fireworks viewing, blah, blah. Oh, uh, and then I pretty much told him yours and Mary Jo's experience right <laughs> off the bat on that one. He's like, oh, so no, huh? I'm like, no, just don't even bother. <laughs> but value the is to there. the show. Yeah. yeah. And Kyle's like that, too. Kyle's like, oh, wow, this is really cool. I'm going to go do this experience. Oh, I'm going to do that experience. And so he's he's into the spending money for the experience. You know, he's done the, and, and Greg, too, He both of them being guys with no kids, no family, no girlfriends, you know, they were into the, the putting money down on the experience. They've done dining packages. They've done this. They've done that. They've done, um, you know, Kyle's additional things came from more of when he started meeting people in the parks and meeting and meeting people and developing a community. Um, because for him, that led to him to go say, you know, somebody inviting him to go to Napa you go to the Napa Rose for dinner one night or, you know, being invited to club 33 as a guest, things like that. So that kind of experienced his horizons, but yet he still hasn't stayed overnight in a hotel and actually neither has Greg. Um, and the, and just the little things, you know, Oh, I've never tried this here. I've never tried that here. So even though they're both expanding, in that direction, um, you know, they're, that's where they feel their value lies. Um, 
I know both, all of us have gone back and forth time after time, you know, like I'm still on the fence whether or not I'm going to be able to afford to go to the Halloween party with you guys. But I see it's still open, so I'm still kind of watching it. You better hurry because there's. I know it's, but it's one of the days that's not sold out yet, so it's still them, okay. A, a bunch of the Fridays have though, so. Yeah, I know. I saw that it's most of the later Fridays, mm-hmm. so that's okay. But you know, I just don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm. I got to sit down and think about it. Is it value or can I put that money down on my kids, you know, on my kids outdoor science camp this year? Well, they don't kids are not as important as you. Right. <laughs> yeah. 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 Just, kidding. Just because I want to see a headless horseman run down the street of Disneyland for the first time. Second, don't worry. Second. Tom's going to record it and post it to the Diz. You can see it. I know. I know. I know. Science. I know. Now, um, so, where am I at? Dina says she hasn't stayed overnight in a hotel either. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. I didn't think to ask her that. I just assumed. I'm sorry. But you've stayed at a Disney hotel in other places. But Disney's been to Walt Disney World. Kyle's never been to Walt Disney World. He's going for the first time in August. And that's kind of, you know, to beg the question, how are you going to, you know, now that you've done all this stuff, you've gone to all these extra things as a, an annual pass holder, you know, you've, you've really started moving your experience. Where are you going to go for here? And, you know, for me, I've done the cruise line. I've done Alani. I really want to go to Paris and Tokyo. Mm. You know, those would be nice things I would like to do again. I mean, I would like to do differently. Right. You know, I can use my TVC in Paris. So that makes it a nice option for me. I think I can use my DVC in Shanghai and Hong Kong. Really? I'm not sure about... I'm not sure... I think because of the Japanese land company's partnership i can't use it in tokyo but somebody may and somebody in the chat room may correct me on that um but i think tokyo is like the only one we can't use it at so um you know it's that whole thing like most orange Countyers, they don't stay overnight right no reason to they are more most you know southern californians won't stay overnight they don't have a reason they drive they drive ungodly miles home. Jennifer Bates, I'm talking to you, even though you're not in the chat room. <laughs> I mean, Roz, too. Right? I mean, they both go all the way to Ventura. You know, that's a couple hours drive. Tom you know. doesn't know anything about that. Mm-mm, no. Well, okay. Tony, is there, is, you know, but I mean, is there a, a Disney experience over. that you haven't had that you want to have? You know, Nancy was talking about Cruise or Alani um, or one of the, the overseas parks. Oh, I would definitely do. I would like to do the overseas parks. Which in which one in particular? Oh, I think everything I've heard about Tokyo Disney and Disney, like unrelated to the country, like I want to visit China, mm-hmm. but separate. If I'm just looking at the parks, I think Tokyo Disney and Disney Sea. Um, and um, I think that would be a. I would actually, and then maybe like a Disney. Um, well, no, I don't want to say Disney Mediterranean cruise because I would go on a non-Disney Mediterranean cruise. But in terms of 
going next level. I think it would be that because I've done pretty much everything I've wanted to do in Disney World. I haven't done a nighttime safari or anything like that, but that's like on my list. But that's doable. Right. But in terms of right. like super next level, yeah, I think it would be going to the foreign parks, but especially like Disney Sea and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That's me. I mean, what that's, mine is. What's yours? Okay. Uh, thanks for. So glad you asked. Um, <laughs> gosh, I feel left out. Uh, no, I want to do an ABD. <laughs> tour that's 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 my bucket list abd rivers the the uh, rhine river no no just abd in, just anything. just in general just in general yeah well you know you and d share one of the same things she's actually going on her next step um yes. you know very fairly soon um you know and and this remember how i told you she had that life plan mm-hmm. well you know she looks at all the the previous experience costs you know the the little tours little special parties things like that and she thinks you know what if i pay for abd which she didn't hear about until after she started she found the forums and mm-hmm. and she started listening to the podcast you know, for the cost of an ABD and you add up all the costs of all those little tours plus right, all the right. things you would never, ever get to do, it makes, the, like, the Backstage Magic ABD pretty darn worthless. Right. Worthless? I mean, worth, worth wow. it. Worth, worth it, it okay, not so, worthless. Wow. Worth it. Wow. Um, well, and especially since if you're a local, you don't have to pay for a flight for the Backstage Magic. Yeah. So that makes it a lot cheaper. Yeah. Well, not, I mean, not a lot cheaper, but cheaper, che- cheaper yeah. enough. Yeah. And so, you know, and and she's got those those kind of things. Maybe the overseas parks, but those are those are longer term goals. Mm-hmm. You know, when when you know you've been in careers longer, you're more financially stable. Hopefully, you know, as you get older, those are you know when you're in this age group. You're not always thinking about that. You know, like the bucket, the great before I die bucket list kind of things. So, so that's kind of, that's kind of where she's at. And she's like, you know, the run Disney events, yeah, they're not cost worthy for me now. You know, when you can run, you know, there are so many run activities here, which are only like 30 bucks an entry. But you know the price of her on Disney is, as we all well know, is is Crazy. way up there. Yeah. So, yeah. So there we go. So you know that's that's kind of interesting. Now for for Greg, his was more his was more basic. Um, Greg was like, you know, doing things like staying at the hotels, um, you know, to have kind of the more immersive experience. Trying some of the he'd never been to the Napa or the Carthay, so. You know, for a special birthday or for just a special time together, you know, that's, you know, that would be another way to bump it up. You know, we talk about all the cool ways to do that, you know, get asking for a special romantic balcony seat, balcony, you know, dining at Carthay so you can see the fireworks, you know, things like that. It. It adds so much to the experience. Even doing something like a blue bayou, you know, a blue bayou um, dinner package kind of thing. 
you know, especially if you can get that ever so coveted table by the water. <laughs> I sound sarcastic. I meant to be sarcastic. Um, you know, see, and that's part of the reason I want to do the Halloween party with you guys is to do that package if it's not sold out. To to do the the eating at the because I haven't eaten there in just ages because they turned me off so badly when the kids were little. So, you know, I figured maybe with a group of adults, it might be different and give it a second chance. You know, maybe I'll take the kids now and see. But but that's kind of, you know, more on more things that I could do to to elevate me now in my interests. Um, you know, as far as Cammy went, you know, she was just looking at those experiences. Like, actually, she'd never done a sit down table service restaurant. In all the time she'd gone with her friends. She'd never done a table service. She never knew what was good. She never knew what, you know, never thought about the pricing. They never paused long enough to check that out. And when I told her about, like, the lounge at Carthay or things like that, she was like, wow, we could actually sit, have a nice time, talk to each other. Um, you know, we mentioned the Trattoria. I think Greg threw that in before I could in our conversation, but... Yeah, I mean, there's just so many ways that her friends could have a more bonding, a bigger bonding experience. And I did, yes, Danny, I did tell her she should have looked at the Diz. Um, but she, you know, she never knew things like that, like the Diz existed. She never knew forums existed. I mean, Dina didn't find our forums until she was looking up why a whole bunch of attractions closed at Disneyland that one time for that OSHA thing. <laughs> and she found the Diz through looking up information on it. And then she found the podcasts. And, you know, she's gone both directions. She's been to, you know, she's, what, on her fourth trip to Walt Disney World in the last 18 months soon. So, you know, she's almost like Tony in that respect. Lord, <laughs> all the time. Now, Kyle's kind of interesting, and and some of y'all may know Kyle from from Facebook and from he's that kid that looks like Maui, and he said what was really interesting for him was after all these other experiences and social experiences with people started opening up, he actually got introduced to the social club scene, and actually he's gonna work on. Um, He's going to work with me on possibly um, prepping get, for a segment to get, talk about the social get, clubs. Getting you your vest? Um, actually, he <laughs> is starting his own social club. Oh, really? Called the Pacific, the Pacific Voyagers or the something like that. And it's, his logo is going to be Maui's head. Hmm. And then the tongue, with the tongue sticking out in the traditional Samoan position um you know the the what is it the samoan attack attack anyway anyway um with his own personal tattoo um done on the tongue so if you guys see that you know that's that's kyle's group he also just started his own blog on youtube and opened up a, com a disney community on facebook so he's trying to do all this while his music and acting career is starting to try and try and take off and a little bit too. too no actually he's pushing gurneys okay sorry 
<laughs> I actually work with, he actually works at my hospital. So I see him three days a week. <laughs> but, you know, regardless of that, it, he said that it, opened up a whole new ex even that is a whole new experience that while Disney Worlders um, absolutely don't understand about mm -hmm. Disneyland mm -hmm. they see the social club vests all come on and you know it, it automatically you know makes them think like a chain gang Danny knows Kyle so one of our one of our chatterati is, is buds with Kyle um, so yeah he said that really opened up a lot for him um, heck, the fact that Disney actually pulled them in to do an audition when they were considering having a live face character in the park, you know, that's, that says, that says a lot. And he said that really opened it up and opened up the love of Disney for him too, because these children just run up to him spontaneously in the park and give him hugs and how my kids love him. Um, so you know, that's really showed him how much the characters of Disney mean to people and how much just having Disney in your lives meant to people. And so, you know, he's going to Walt Disney World for the first time this fall. He's so excited. He, he's never, you know, seen his relatives perform. Um, so, you know, at, at Disney World in the Luau. So, you know, um, it's been it's been really interesting. But, you know, all of us, we all have places we want to go. You know, a lot of the folks were saying Alani was on their bucket list. Um, you know, going to um, Ryan, who monitors our um, rumors board, tips and rumors board, um, he said he was looking at Walt Disney World videos and discovered the podcast. And, you know, boom, he ended up part of the Diz, too. Um, another guy, uh, Ryan... Uh, you know, I mean, gosh, Willis was looking for info on Universal Studios Orlando. Um, gosh, um, there's just so many, so many great comments. See, this is what people are missing by not being in our Chatterati. Mm -hmm. um, you know, Zach says Adventures by Disney is the only form of Disney travel he hasn't done. Danny says Japan is on his list. Willis says Paris. Um, gosh, there's so many people with so many, uh, you know, so many bucket lists, you know, we'd like to know what your bucket list is. So, you know, feel free to let us know, send us a, send us an email not, at DL podcast. Not that we're going to pay for it, but at WDW info. Yeah, we're not going to pay for it, but you know, you guys are sometimes what ex what inspires us for segments. Mm -hmm. So, you know, by hearing people's stories about, um, about what they've found and what they've seen and what they've done, it opens up a whole new world for us as Disney fans. I mean, heck meeting and becoming friends with all of our listeners, you know, having them come up or recognize us by standing next to us in line or, you know, be it at the parks or in a, a Disney event or, or whatever, you know, I'm just looking at the list name, you know, then how many people I know personally out of the list of names of the people who are in our mixer group right now. I mean, we've got Jan was one of the first people I ever met in person. 
Um, she's here from Canada, you know, it's, it's just so nice, you know, Dina's ridden with my kids on rides for the, their very first time on things I don't like to go on, you know, how, how cool is that, that y'all have shared your experiences with us, and, you know, that's how all of us met was through the boards, and that's how we all kind of ended up in this weird place, so, you know, been here for a long time, and we're not going anywhere, as far as I can tell. <laughs> as, far, as far as you know. As far as we know, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it's kind of one of those things. So, let us know how you're going forward. You know, drop us a line, send us a message, you know, talk to each other on the boards. Heck, go to our Disneyland board, share it on our community board. Ooh, Ask questions. You never know what you can find. Community board is a dark, dark place. The Disneyland community oh, okay, board is Disneyland. not a dark, dark yeah, place. No, right. okay, <laughs> the Disneyland community board is actually fun. <laughs> That's where our Disneyland photo of the day thread is. It's clear, isn't it? I have no idea. After all these years? Hmm. You know, that's bad. I feel really bad that I haven't been in so long. If Mary Jo were here, she would be able to tell us exactly what. And she would have something inspiring to tell us about how Kelly the 20-somethings has gone on and her experiences and how her son Nick did this and how she did that. I miss Mary Jo. She'll be back next week. Yes. So, yes, have fun. Enjoy. Take it. Level up in the game of Disney fandom. After all, you never know where you're going to end up. The the common thread of all of this is something I say every week, a couple times. Stop typing, Tony. Um, I was typing what you were saying. I'm doing your transcript. <laughs> Thanks. Tony was so inspired. He was sending his email. He's making his, yes. his, his, his bucket list novels. Um, anyway, common thread on all these stories is something I say twice a week and that they're sharing it, sharing their experiences with, with yep. their friends and with others. Yep. Yeah. Cool. It's very true. All right. So, Yes, exactly, Willis. All right. <laughs> Thank you, Nancy. Thank you, Tony. That is going to do it for this segment of the Design Plugged. Be sure to catch all of our other Design Plugged podcasts this week. And, of course, we will be back again with you next week. Until then, remember, Disneyland is always more magical when it's shared. Thanks for listening.